Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Laura Capon. I'm Paisley Gilmore. This week we'll be joined by Sarah, who had an arranged marriage in her 30s. And at the end of this podcast, Laura's going to ask me a love and sex dilemma that was sent in from one of our lovely listeners. Yes. We've made it. We're getting (laughs) questions. Um, But before we roll out, Sarah, um, I've been waiting all week to tell you this. I know, I can't wait. Um, I went speed dating. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Okay. So I went, I randomly booked it on a Sunday. I don't know why Sundays make you evaluate your life, but I just thought, I don't like apps, I'll go speed dating. I booked a ticket, it was £20. That's a lot. I know. Get a free drink out of that. No. I did it on a Tuesday at half seven, mm-hmm. and it was somewhere in Soho, so near work. I was mm-hmm. like, I'll just go straight after work. Mm-hmm. No backing out got there and I was really early and I'm never early for anything um and then I went over to the guy and he was like oh just grab a drink like chill out we're not starting for like half an hour and then I saw this guy then go up to him and I was like oh he's obviously doing it too and I don't want to sound mean so before we'd even started speed dating this guy came and sat with me Mm -hmm. and I mean the only only thing I can tell you is that he then I don't know how we got onto it but he was basically a semi-professional at Pokemon Go (laughs) <laughs> and I was just sitting there and he was showing me all the Pokemons he caught, he's caught and he plays it on a Saturday in Hyde Park and I was just sitting there I was like I don't care and no offence to anyone that plays Pokemon Go mm. I didn't know that it was still a thing subtle shade there <laughs> <laughs> but I was just having to look at like look at his Charizards and I was just thinking this hasn't even started yet so anyway was he asking you things about you? no okay. and the thing is because of our jobs we interview mm. people all the time I then just ended up ke- like keep mm. asking him, and he was a like a real geek, and I'm mm. quite geeky, but he was you know one of those ones. He was getting into like Marvel, DC, Avengers, Endgame. I'd take that personally. Yeah, and it was just well, okay, this is for a different time, but really. anyway, so speed dating started. Yeah. So then, the guy, the guy running, it has a whistle <laughs> that he blows. So. All my dignity left. So all the women have to go and sit down. And then the guy, the guys line up and he blows his whistle. And just in that moment, I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is what it's come to. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for the first round, the guys just have to find a seat. And do you know what? I had that instant. I was like, no one's going to sit with me. Like, I'm. this is like PE. No one picks you. Mm-hmm. And in that moment... God bless Pokemon Go guy because oh. he came and sat with me. And although it was another four minutes, <laughs> I I'm internally thankful for him for that. So you get four minutes with everyone, and you have to um, you have like a name badge. And I was Laura C because there was another Laura there. 
and it's like a tick box yes no and then comments so everyone comes around um but I was so drained by the yeah. end because I felt like I did 19 interviews did you do all the talking every time yeah, a few times that they would ask, but I, you know, when you just think, ask me something better. Yeah. I think that's when it's hard, but they'd ask me something. You know, you know, you almost want to say, why don't you ask me this? <laughs> I'll give you some guidance here. But because we interview people yeah, yeah. for our jobs. So what, um, what were they asking you? They just, it was like, everyone was like, so why are you doing speed dating? It's like, well, why are you? Because well, we're single. Next question. Yeah, they were all accountants. And then I hate it because then you almost, I don't want to say my job because then mm. it sounds like you're showing, you know, when you have a more creative job, mm-hmm. you don't want to be like, well, I'm a beacon. Like, <laughs> no. Um, so it was the same questions. And like one guy sat down and I could just tell he wasn't interested because he just was, you know, when someone's not looking when you talk mm. and you're just like looking everywhere. So when he was sitting there, I just ticked no. And he's just like, no, I'm going to have some power here. You've really annoyed me. They could at least be respectful and have a chat with you as a human, for, whether they fancy you or not. Yeah, four minutes. Or like, other questions were just straight away like, so what's the tattoo about? Oh, I, I hate, hate being that. asked about your tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> Any good points. There was a guy <laughs> that looked exactly like Tom Hiddleston. Oh. Just in the face, not in the hair. Um, but then halfway through, someone came over and I was like, oh, I'm Laura C. And he's like, there's already a Laura C. So I had to get the whistle guy over. <laughs> or like, stop play. Like, hang on. Like, there's apparently another Laura C. Like, oh, no. Oh, that. I honestly had the worst headache afterwards finished and it's funny all the women left yeah so you hand in your little slip all the women left and I was listening to them when we were waiting for our coats and they were all just like this is the worst night of my life they all said it so afterwards it's like within 24 hours your matches go up Mm. logged on the most annoying thing so I had some matches but then the most annoying thing is they can then send you a message and then the message was like a blanket message. So, you a know, template. as in, yeah. So it's like the whole point of going speed dating was to meet someone, but you sent me a message. You probably ticked yes to everyone and yeah. sent the same message because it didn't have my, it didn't have, um, it didn't have my name. Sorry, Dave's telling me to hurry up. He's like, fucking women droning on. <laughs> didn't have my name. And it was just like, I'd love to take you for tea, coffee, or ice cream and make you blush. Ew! <laughs> And then the worst thing, wait, one more thing. The worst thing is there's a box on there for friends. So I had two friend requests. As if I want another platform for friend requests. (laughs) So all in all, great. Rubbish. How was your week? (laughs) I hope that was just a one-off and speed dating isn't always like that. Yeah, if anyone else has been, please do tell me. Please let me know that I'm not alone. We're joined today by Sarah Khan, a children's writer who had an arranged marriage and met her husband just three times before their wedding. At the time, she thought of it as a leap of faith. But 10 years later, she has a three-year-old child and is very happy in her marriage. She's here to talk about how it's possible for love to develop after you marry someone. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, fine. Thank you so much for coming. I'm excited to be here. I guess we'd start from the beginning, really. Agreed. Yeah. Um... (laughs) How did how did your marriage come to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, um, my mum kind of put the word out when I was around about twenty five that um, I have a daughter who is available for marriage. So, I think with Asians in this country, they tend to know a lot of other Asians, <laughs> and it can be all over the country, not just in where they live. Especially because my dad was a doctor. So he'd worked all over the country as well before settling down um, to become a GP. 
So they had family friends everywhere and those family friends know other families. So that's how it works, really. My mum put the word out. And, she knew um, lots of hot, young, eligible <laughs> lads, basically. I, I wish. wish my mum could yeah, like, now. <laughs> right? I wish it happened like that. <laughs> Can I ask, had you always known um, growing up that you were going to have an arranged marriage? I thought it was highly possible because of what I wanted to do as a job and at university, because I studied English then I went into the publishing industry and there are just no Muslim <laughs> blokes in any of those things. So, And also I went to a university that was, my college was quite small, Cambridge. So there were Muslim boys there, but not one I really liked really. Was your attitude so, kind of, I feel like I might be like, oh, well, I'll just kick back and relax and wait for mum. <laughs> what, to set me up? <laughs> It was a bit like that. I wasn't. I didn't feel any pressure to find someone myself. I knew it was going to be a bit difficult because also my job was a bit off-putting to the boys' families because it's not something they know. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that. So, but yes, I, mean, I thought, you know, it will, it will find me at the right time, <laughs> which is what happened. So, so I wasn't in any rush to get into any relationship or anything like that, so... Luxury. I always had and, that to fall back on. <laughs> and were there any like significant others before your husband? I, I really wasn't interested. What it was... <laughs> I really could not care less. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what it was is that when I was a teenager, I had lots of friends who were in really dramatic relationships. And because... I'm I'm quite good at sort of sussing people out and understanding where they're coming from and all that kind of thing. I was always the agony aunt and the relationship advisor. And I was like, oh, I can't do this for myself. <laughs> I really can't be bothered to go through all this myself. And what it was I didn't like was the uncertainty of um, does he like me as much as I like him? And where is this going? And all that kind of stuff. Is that I'm that was not for me. And actually having an arranged marriage, there was a lot of uncertainty. But the one thing that is certain is that you're both heading in the same direction. You actually both want to marry each other. So that's what I really liked about it. There wasn't that, you know, uh, do I like him more? Does he like me more kind of thing? It was, you know, that's the certain thing. You're both heading for the same end point. It removes so that, that anxiety, yeah, I guess, exactly. around dating. Yeah. So it sounds like you were up for it. You weren't forced into. No, not at all. I mean, there is a bit of pressure when you meet someone who your parents think are really suitable and you don't. Then you have to have that conversation about why you don't like them. Then you're a bit worried about disappointing your parents or the the boy's parents or the boy himself. But you've got to be honest. There's no point just going through with something just for the sake of it. So had you met other people? How does it work? Are you introduced to like potential suitors? Yes. It's quite Jane Austen in that way. Yeah. In that you go to family parties and weddings and there's the boy over there in the corner and your parents are like, oh, he's quite eligible and that kind of thing. So... Um, what usually would happen is that the boy's parents and him would come over to my parents' house. I wasn't living at home at the time. So I'd have to go to his to my parents' house. He'd have to come, maybe from somewhere as far as like Liverpool or something. And then you'd have to have this really awkward, because they'd come from far away, you'd have to have this awkward meal <laughs> all together. And then the parents would go off in one room and then I would be left with the boy to sort of get to know each other like he's a weird object like yes the boy, the boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so when you were set up... Set up? Is that yes. the correct term? Yeah. With your husband-to-be, um, <laughs> was he, like, how many people had you met before that and been like, nah? I think about five or six. Okay. Yeah, it had been. Because I met him when I was 30, and I've been mm-hmm. meeting other people since I'm 25. Okay. So five or six people who'd come to the house and my parents had liked. Yeah. A few others who I'd just met at a cafe or something, just arranged and didn't really go anywhere. So what was yeah. different about your husband? Um, I know this sounds really bad, but I couldn't think of a reason not to <laughs> meet him again. <laughs> Romance is not exactly. dead. <laughs> No, but it's true. For the other people, there was always at least one major reason and a few minors. Mm-hmm. A red flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But with him, I was like, oh, he seems really nice. You know, we'll just meet him again or talk to him on the phone. We were living in two different cities, so we talked on the phone and and I met him with various other members of his family and, and things like that. So it just kind of felt more natural, really, to progress it. Okay. Thing it had done with other people. Can I ask as well for your parents when they're picking um, your eligible bachelors? Um, <laughs> is it just based like on blind date. <laughs> their job title and how much they earn? Yeah, it's not just that. Usually, my parents were. Well, my dad was not involved. My mum would talk to the mum of the boy. Um, there's a big thing about how religious they are. They shouldn't be too religious. I don't wear a headscarf or anything like that. Also, what they expect from marriage. Okay. So, so really, you've got to be sort of very open with your own parents when it comes to that because they're the ones doing the negotiating first before you even meet. So you've got to say, look, this is the kind of thing I want, this is the kind of thing I don't want, and you've got to have that conversation. Otherwise, you're just meeting people and wasting your time, really. So what had you yeah. said you you wanted marriage to be like? So I'd said I obviously want to continue working. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have children eventually. Basically, because I wasn't a doctor or a lawyer, there were a few people who were saying, oh, you know, you can... you know." do something else <laughs> after you get married <laughs> you know you could do something else or just give up work or and move to because usually the people weren't close to where where I was living so I'd have to move to where mm. they were living rather than the other way around or move somewhere in between that wasn't going to happen either with these people so um yeah I made that priority you know they need to respect my job I like that. You Expect kind of what I do. Set out your expectations yeah. beforehand. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You have to really when you're doing something. You've got to be as honest as possible, not only with your own parents but with the person you're meeting as mm-hmm. well. It has to be quite practical straight away, so it's not particularly romantic. Well, I was going to say, but... did did any part of you mind that you didn't have like a big proposally kind of moment? Because I know a lot of people who want to get married may, might dream of that moment. <laughs> I don't know. I would. Rather not. Why <laughs> I'm looking at Elsie because I'm like, I'm, I know. She's, I'm like, the she's romantic, romantic one in this relationship. Really, oh. yeah. So, did any part of you lament for the proposal? Kind um, of thing? I tease my husband about it now that I never really? had a big proposal, but I'm not that kind of person okay. at all. I think that helped that I, I would have hated something like that, especially okay. in public. That would have been awful. This is actually your so, ideal yeah. <laughs> scenario. Yeah, this is great. And how many times had you met? Um, before the proposal? Um, I think we met twice before we had an, our, our engagement party. So the proposal wasn't really a proposal. <laughs> the proposal came from my husband's parents who were in India over the phone to my parents and then my mum rang me to let me know 
Oh, so, so that was the proposal. Get, you don't get proposed to. No. God, these parents, they have like, they're really involved. I like that they're doing all the admin. Yeah, yes, that really exactly. takes it. Yeah. yeah, it was good. So, did it still feel great when you got the proposal through your parents? Were you still like, yes? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I was like, all oh, right, okay, then we better stop booking wedding venue. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. But it would have felt weird if he'd have rung me up and said, okay, I want to marry you kind of thing. Uh, that would have felt weird to me mm-hmm. because we'd hardly well we'd spoken but we'd spoken about lots of practical things and and there was no kind of romance to it so mm-hmm. to be suddenly proposed to by him directly would have been a bit strange yeah I think so it was better that it happened this way so when does it sorry I didn't know if you had a question <laughs> I, do have one, I do have one but I don't want you to be offended also obviously you hadn't had sex before you were yeah either yeah that's all Sorry. <laughs> oh, you just wanted to make a statement. I just make that clear. I just wanted to check. Is that something you were really nervous? About? But that maybe yeah, comes, maybe we'll come to that. I was going to skip straight to after the wedding. So you go. That's you all go right. I'm fine. <laughs> and was that like a big? Yeah, it's a it's a big deal, obviously. Yeah, yes, but it, it is for both of you. So, so you're going through it together. Yeah, exactly. So obviously you don't talk about anything like that beforehand, but it just. Because you're sort of thrown together, you get to know each other uh, quite quickly because you're living together, you know, so you're married. So that intimacy builds up really, really quickly. Yeah, so you said before the wedding, I guess you didn't feel any romantic kind of feelings because you no, didn't really know each no. other. So then afterwards, when did it start to become kind of, oh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I quite like this guy. <laughs> I know exactly when it was, three weeks after getting married. Yeah. What, what happened? It was at a, fa- a barbecue. We had a community bar- barbecue in my parents where they live. Um, it wasn't anything particular that happened, only that he was really great with all my parents' friends and my friends who were there. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was. they were doing a cricket match and he was getting involved in all of that. He was with the kids and teaching them how to play cricket. And he was so brilliant there. He really fitted in. And then my friend came up to me and said, so do you love him then? I was like, yes. (laughs) I do, actually. And do you know, have you ever asked him when it happened? Uh, He told me he loved me straight away on the first, you know, on our wedding day. On our wedding day. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, you don't really know me. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me again about three months when you've known me a little bit longer, then I'll probably believe you. But he said it to reassure me, I think, because I was, you know, a, a wedding had just finished. We were at the hotel and I was like really nervous and scared. And he, so he wanted to reassure me. So I think that's what it was. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you think in some ways when you do fall in love, it's deeper because compared to now when with dating and it's so shallow, really, because we do judge people purely on looks, but you've fallen in love with them once you've got to know them. So do you yeah. think your relationship was deeper compared to your friends and your peers? Um, there's still a lot of judgment of when you're going through the process of finding someone. I'd been rejected, I'm sure, on looks, and I'm, I've rejected a couple of people on looks as well. So there still is all of that. <laughs> She's shallow too. Yeah, I'm a shallow the next person. <laughs> yeah, we see a picture and he's just like absolutely stunning. <laughs> like, yeah, he sounds nice. Yeah. Great personality. <laughs> so there still is all of that. But looks are not the priority, obviously, because if you're looking to marry somebody, then it's all about your values and how you see your future together, really. So I think you basically skip all the lovey-dovey stuff and get straight to the practical <laughs> stuff. But then did but, the lovey-dovey stuff then come yeah, later? Yes, yeah. yes. It's not a, there's no, like, major honeymoon period. It just comes in dribs and jabs and, you know, he bought me something for our two-month anniversary, that kind of stuff, so... All that you really appreciate because he doesn't. Once you're married, no one needs to make an effort. Yeah. So when they do make an effort, it means even more. Yeah. So yeah. And just how you had that moment where you realised you were enough. Did you have a moment in the beginning when you thought, "Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I always what? Did, what? Yeah, like, what have I done?" Because uh, were you living with your family before? Or? No, I was living by myself. So that's so, hard, like to yeah. go from living by yourself to mm-hmm. then. I'd never lived with anyone, not even at university. I've yeah. never shared my space with anybody at all. So even something like that was a big deal. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's the way we sort of got intimate quite quickly because, you know, we were living together so much. But I was so focused on the wedding. That was another thing. In that year that we were engaged, it was all about getting his the all the visa stuff sorted out and the wedding. The wedding was a big 400 people thing. So... When the wedding was over and we were at the hotel, then I was like, oh, no, this is the real thing. <laughs> real life has started now. The wedding is over. So, yeah, that was the moment that I had a bit of a cry. <laughs> well, because you, you were sad the big day was over. Yeah, but also I was a bit scared as well. I mean, yeah. I was relieved it had all gone well because it was a year of preparation and loads of people had you know, helped and various members of the family had done so much. Yeah. So I was quite overwhelmed by that. But also I was just scared that I don't know what I'm doing now. I, guess <laughs> I knew un- what I was unknown. doing for the wedding, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you have um, a child now. Would you um, arrange a marriage for them? Oh, goodness, it's so much work. I hope I don't have to do it. <laughs> Can't be asked. <laughs> it's a lot of negotiation, people skills. <laughs> yeah. Ring up your parents. Do yeah. you want to do it again? <laughs> no, the way he's going, I seriously doubt it. He's already got a girlfriend. So. Oh, he's three? Yeah, he's three. For God's sake. I'm 30. I know. I, I nearly said it and I was like, that's really rude. <laughs> have you found, like, from your non-Muslim friends, maybe, that or people, that they're like a bit judgy about it is there misconceptions around arranged marriage so when I told people I was getting married Mm. they were like 
so how come we've never heard of it? I never even spoke about meeting yeah. anybody or any of the process because it's a lot to explain. So I was like, you can't get married to someone we've never even heard of. <laughs> and he he came to visit me, I think, before we were engaged, our second meeting, he came to visit me where I lived. We were in town and one of my friends happened to be walking past, from the other side of the street, saw me, that and then walk past <laughs> so I was like oh you know we, we saw me walking it's him <laughs> what <laughs> it's this about? guy yeah so more surprised than anything else okay but they weren't negative about it so, okay. uh, because after I did say that then I explained what was going to happen and all that kind of stuff yeah so. I was thinking about it earlier and how like Actually, loads of people technically have arranged marriages because people are set up by their friends all the time. Just, yes. oh, yeah, like a blind date. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, I think so-and-so would get on. I mean, even people go to a matchmaker. Yeah. That's arranged yeah. for you. Yeah. So I just wondered why there's still maybe mm. stigma from... But I guess because there's you a... You don't con- have that dating period. Yeah. It's, it's just focusing on the marriage. Yeah. That's it. So in the year that we met and were married, we met about three, four times. Mm-hmm. And we spoke on the phone every week, but we didn't really date. When he came to see me where I lived, my parents were there as well, so we weren't really on our own. So there wasn't any proper dating. <laughs> it's not too different, though. I don't know. I think people have funny yeah. ideas about it. I think it's a nice way to... I guess just the difference is that you know you're almost signing up to something, mm-hmm. which is a bit different. Yes, exactly. You know exactly where yeah. it's supposed to go. Yeah. Did you feel pressure at some point that you would have to say yes? Because I know you said you say there's about five people before. Mm. Do you think there would have been a pressure if you kept saying no at some point for your parents to be like, come on? <laughs> My mum would have been really upset if I was yeah. 35 and still not mm. married. I mean, that has happened to a few of my cousins who have, yeah, 35 and not mm. married. And yeah, it is, you kind of feel like you're disappointing your parents more than anything because they want grandchildren. They want to see you settled yeah. and happy and that kind of stuff. And I was saying, oh, I'm settled, I'm happy. <laughs> Just because I'm not married doesn't mean I'm yeah. not happy. But, yeah, it would have been bad if I'd have left it much longer. Yeah, I think But I wasn't feel... ever going to, yeah. you know, just marry someone for the sake of it. Yeah. And I think it's just because we hear about forced marriages and yeah. depending on your friendship groups and who you know, mm-hmm. if you don't know anyone, like you say, you don't mm. and you just base it on media, it sounds completely different yeah. to what it actually yeah. is. Forced marriages usually happens at a sort of a younger age mm-hmm. when... Like a girl is, she's finished her school studies and whatever, and then her parents take her to Pakistan and get her married or something. And she doesn't really have any say in it because the parents are scared that she'll go off and have a boyfriend or something and bring shame on the family and all that kind of stuff. That happens in quite a few cultures. Mm. It's something that's getting less, definitely. I mean, girls these days from those kind of communities are even going to university and not having relationships and and I think when they set those examples then their community sees that you know you can be really well educated you can even go and get a job live by yourself and not have a relationship and just wait till the time is right for marriage so the more that happens um, I think the less likely it is for a forced marriage to happen, really. Yeah. So it's just a question of letting those girls have a chance, really. So if you just didn't want to get married, like mm. you've got a really cool job, what if you were focused on that and you just weren't bothered? Do you think that would change with more generations? Oh, definitely. Like, I don't know, if you did have a daughter, would you feel the same that you'd want her to be 
married? Um, I think what it is is about having children. Yeah. So I'm saying 35 because that's when your eggs <laughs> sort oh, of... Oh, is there a clutch <laughs> in <and> gone? <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Get to their expiry date. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's the main thing. It's yeah. like, it's my mum didn't want me to miss out on having children, and also, you know, you know, your parents. Oh, oh, going to die. God, <laughs> and they didn't want you to. We always get bleak. You, they don't want you to be on your own. You yeah. know, they want you to have a life partner and be, you know, settled and happy. So it's fair enough, really. That, that's, what, that's what I want for my son. Yeah, I mean, I was so, going to say, that's what my parents always say to me. They know I don't want to get married, but they just say, when we die, we'd just like to know that you'll be okay and you'll yeah, have someone, exactly. not necessarily to look after you, but who can give you the support mm. when we're not here. Mm. And I'm like, that is ultimately a nice thing it's not we want you to get married it's, we just want you to have someone <laughs> yeah, to be there who's for there you, with, you know? there for you yeah. all the time so you said to me before that you feel like there's so many horror stories that people hear around mm. arranged marriage but you kind of want to show it ain't all doom and gloom <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just not very romantic that's all it Meh. is no, neither's tinder <laughs> that's true that's so true <laughs> yeah and how you pick what you want in someone it's it, that's what we're all yeah. maybe i need maybe i need to give your mum that call. <laughs> i don't know you're just you're a journalist i don't know oh no i'm, I'm a hard sell, right? <laughs> 33 oh the eggs, the eggs are on their way out <laughs> what would you say to someone who was maybe where you were at 25 where you were like oh i think i might kind of start prepping for an arranged marriage yeah. what kind of advice would you give someone it's just to be as honest as you can with your parents and with the person that you're meeting it's quite hard because it's a really awkward situation when you're <laughs> meeting someone for the first time but you just have to otherwise you end up in a situation you don't want to be in and you're meeting people who you don't like because you haven't told your parents the right thing <laughs> so when you're having and the more you reject people the more your parents get worried and the more the, also, yeah, the more you get a reputation of being a uh, person who rejects. The picky girl. <laughs> the picky girl. <laughs> so, yeah, honesty, honesty yeah. and practicality, unfortunately. <laughs> and what about advice for the marriage? Because obviously you've absolutely smashed it. Well, how many, uh, ten, how years, many? ten years, ten years. Yeah. Round of a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what advice for once the wedding's over like yeah. how do you build that intimacy and mm. it's really just talking a lot getting to know each other um family's a big thing with us with both of us so i think when i met my husband for the first time he was with it was like a family party so i could see him how he was with his family and it was very similar to how i am with mine so i think look look for those things that you have in common because I don't have that much in common with him <laughs> but that is the kind of thing that we do have in common our priorities so the more you can find in common with each other the more your intimacy will build so and don't try and force anything just let things happen naturally I think I like everyone that. could listen to that advice yeah, really. placing more worth on values mm -hmm. rather than you say like interests and do we yeah. watch the same tv shows we've got nothing hardly <laughs> hardly any interest in common now we're watching the same tv shows because it's been 10 years but when we first got married there was hardly anything like that so but i didn't really place much importance yeah. on that it's the way you view the world yeah and exactly your, yeah i feel like this has really changed my opinion um yeah it's nice to know that you had so much involvement and I really like the idea of working backwards from finding someone 
of values that you want. And I'm the same. My family are really important to me. And that would be a number one thing that they would like the person I met. Yeah. Would you trust your folks to pick someone? I think so. They know you. Yeah, I want a picture. (laughs) Um, But I guess we've never been married. Um, Producer Dave has (laughs) been married twice. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Dave. Um, Divorced twice. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) What are your thoughts as someone that's been married? Well... I just wish that my parents had arranged my marriages because it would have been a lot, lot cheaper for me in the long run. Uh, no, but in all honesty, um, yeah, I, I can definitely see the benefits to it. So all is good with me. That's so, he's, he's sold. Yeah, Laura's yeah. sold. Well, we'll swap numbers afterwards. <laughs> Don't go rushing off. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Thank you. So for question of the week this week, yeah. it's from one of our listeners. I'm so excited. Um, and please do keep sending us your questions um, because I really love to challenge Paisley's knowledge. And I'm so honoured that you trust me to answer it. Oh. <laughs> okay, so how do you keep your sex life alive when you're living with your in-laws? A little mm. bit of background. Um, they're living with the in-laws to save money for a house deposit. Mm-hmm. It's been six months, but there's not a deadline in sight yet, an end Mm -hmm. in sight, shall I say. Um, It sounds like the in-laws are in a lot, so (laughs) they're obviously not left alone. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of hard to be quiet. I don't think they love being quiet. Okay. Mm. They're over being quiet. Can you help them out? I just think this is so indicative of the state of our housing situation as millennials, but I think it's it's very common. Dave's laughing like, oh, shut up, you snowflakes. It's a thing. Um... First of all, I'd just like to say that I've had this myself. I lived with an ex with my parents for a bit and my mum heard us shagging and when we were finished, I came out of my bedroom door and she just put some toilet roll there for me to wipe up with. <laughs> so it can't be as bad as that. Oh, better than like a J-cloth. <laughs> Ooh, well, you can rewash a J-cloth. Um, oh, to wipe up. <laughs> well, I had yourself to, down, love. <laughs> I had to think about this and there's actually loads of options. Oh. <laughs> I know. I've made a small list. It's my favourite thing to do. Well, first of all, I was thinking, I guess the main issue is that when you're having like, it, it's, a, it's a, a straight girl, right? A girl and a guy. So when you're having um, penetrative sex, I guess it can get quite loud because things are moving Banging. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is actually a great opportunity to take one from the queer people, take some info from us and just maybe focus less on P and V sex that makes loads of noise and um, focus on other things that are great like oral sex and mutual masturbation where you both kind of masturbate at the same time and that way it's a lot quieter and you get to vary your the type of sex you have. Also, I love that, by the way, just to go off topic, <laughs> I love that Paisley always calls, you always call like foreplay, you say it's sex. Yes. Because to me, someone who has sex with someone with a vagina, it's all, it's all sex, isn't it? No, I like that. Other, other things I was thinking you could do is focus more on just being intimate together, like really long, hot makeout sessions and like stroking and touching because that all builds intimacy. She's laughing. I oh, It all builds intimacy and counts as sex. So it doesn't all have to be slamming other options though um have sex outside <laughs> you didn't think i was gonna the, say that in the front garden yeah like they as long as people up. don't see you and you're not disturbing the peace it's not illegal and it's actually really fun something to think about could they could they do it in the shower i don't know why i'm looking at you you don't <laughs> I, know i don't person. know what their um, bathroom's like <laughs> okay also this is another thing i wrote down but i was going to ask you for what you thought 
try and <laughs> try and involve being quiet into a role play. Like maybe you're in a library. It's a library role play. That's my suggestion. <laughs> Elsie, any other quiet role play scenarios? I was going to say, oh, no, I don't want to say that one. Um, the cinema. <laughs> and then, so, and then he, whoever, he could just go, hello. <laughs> Instant coming. Um, and then my last suggestion was, depending on how open his parents are because they're living with his parents I don't know what I'm just every time I think you're going to say involve them no that's I think why I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> why do you think I'm some orgy because each time obsessive. you say depending on their parents I'm like no no don't say involve them you won't like this either though okay. depending on how open his parents are about sex they could just talk about it and be like hey guys have you like I would say to my mum have you ever heard me having sex does it grim you out because the thing is we are going to probably be doing it so ha- like Oh, What's the way I wish you... I could I wish I could be you, but okay. I would never. You never would. <sighs> Couldn't look at Jan. Okay. Fine. Couldn't look her in the eyes. Also, sex toys. Like, there's some really great um they're called masturbation sleeves, uh, by Tenga. And they're like little eggs, and you basically slip them over the penis and like do a hand job and it's got all textured silicone y stuff inside that feels really good. So she could be wanking him off with this egg. He comes inside it, so there's no cleanup. No toilet roll needed. No, and it's really quiet. And then for her, get a dildo on the go. Dildos are silent. I love how creative you are when it comes Thank to sex. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I think we've solved that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll be going now. Um, this brings us to the end of our episode of Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. Thanks to Sarah for joining us and you, obviously, for listening. If you have any sex questions or dating dilemmas, message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK. Cosmopolitan's All The Way With was recorded at Number 8 Studios and is available to download on all the usual podcast apps. We'll be back next week. Um, hopefully I won't have been speed dating again. Um, but thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.